1: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 113. Hey, Nerdist Industries has launched a bunch of other podcasts, so if you have specific interests, maybe you might enjoy uh, Making It with Ricky Lindholm, which sort of describes uh, from an actress' point of view, like, how people make it in the entertainment business. The Indoor Kids with Kumail Nanjani, Ali Baker. Uh, it's all about video games. The Questionauts, uh, Sex Nerd Sandra, which, she's a sex educator, so if you have questions about sex, she will answer them for you. Also, Nerdist Writers Panel, which is a bunch of super awesome uh, film and television writers who get together. And talk about their craft uh, I've, I've been to these panels before People show up with notebooks uh, <laughs> It is definitely hosted by Mr. Ben Blacker uh, Also of thrilling adventure fame So it's a we have a bunch of new shows So check any one of them out on iTunes Just enter Nerdist Industries And uh, see what you get I would also like to thank Carbonite for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, I'm actually a customer uh, of Carbonite because I have lost stuff in the past, and it fucking pisses me off every time something crashes, and for whatever reason, I just didn't have it backed up on on some uh, piece of, of hardware. So... Listen, Carbonite is access your files whenever you want. Uh, They're automatically backed up. It runs in the background. You don't have to do a thing. So when disaster strikes you, it's easy to get your files back. It's just $59 a year. That's less than $5 a month. So start your free 15-day trial today at Carbonite.com. Use the offer code NERDIST. And you will get two free months if you decide to buy. That is Carbonite.com. Use the offer code NERDIST. Now with this show... uh, Mike Berbiglia returns! You know, the first time we had Berbiggs on, Matt Myra couldn't be there, so we were like, you gotta come back when Myra can be there, just so everything balances out. So Mike came back, Uh, we had an amazing time, uh, and he's just a friggin' phenomenal dude. So here we go, the Nerdist Podcast number 113, with the return of Mike Berbiglia! Or Berbiglia, as we would say in Italiano. And why am I saying a we? I am not from Italy. Che cazzo fai? Everybody's having a podcast. Right why, <laughs> we're having a podcast. <laughs> does it work? That one does not work. Still,
2: why would you? turn It's we were, on.
1: We were doing that. We were doing that before. It didn't
2: work. Yeah, the it's, 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 stuck. it's it's oh. it's it's yeah,
1: cough buttons. stuff.
0: So. I get it. You can, wait,
1: the biggest. That's,
3: that's lit. That, that's lit. Macbubiglia t- t- in America.
2: Wow. I wish I could. Just
3: leave that. We all know that song.
2: <laughs> he sings it every episode. It's just working out now. Here's an interesting thing
1: is that uh, I found out that the there is a there is a flag code, American flag code that was established I believe in the 1930s which was essentially put in place just to make sure that people respected the flag. And you are t- it's not it's not a law per se, it's just a code that's not enforced, but technically you're not allowed to profit from images of the flag. So all of the rednecks who buy uh, flag yeah. towels, flag hats, flag mud flaps yeah. pa- paint flags on their trucks, they're technically violating the flag code that's technically un-American, what they're wow. doing. My yeah. uh, father
0: would kind of follow that and not buy thing like any like, American flag tie, or he would not allow it. Because it was disrespectful Big to the Tunes.
2: He's like, you can't read the flag.
1: I mean, Tasmanian devil. There's no Tasmanian devil code. No, <laughs> You can totally have Tasmanian devil on, Not your, here. on your tie. For Biggs, it's good to see you.
3: You too. Welcome back. I was just, I was just thinking about my dad. My dad is one of the smartest guys I've ever known in my whole life. Brilliant guy. Doctor with a law degree. He, Jesus. He, Dr. Lawyer. Yeah, Dr. Lawyer. He he believes email forwards about president obama I'm like what? He'll, he'll literally we'll be talking about politics be completely reasonable and he'll go where is this guy even from oh and no. i'm like wait what happened no what has happened i don't want to like dwell on it but it's just parents like are the same. Yeah. i know but it's It's sort oh, of like, your your parents. My parents do the
1: same thing. It's such a and I don't know when it I think because and their it, generation, it, if they if they see something typewritten in any in any text, they think it's a truth because
3: uh, and it's such a complicated issue because my dad is definitively not racist, definitively yes. and and. uh and and yet he believes these these wild off the wall and it's it's typewritten. My parents typewritten were, equals true. My parents true. left <laughs> Massachusetts, went to Florida. That's where my that's where my parents live in Massachusetts. Okay, where. So- in uh, in Cape Cod now. They're kind of semi-retired. Because we didn't get to
1: cover this because when we had Mike on before, you had to work. That's Matt, right. Yeah, right? Yeah, it yeah. was unfortunate. Oh, and there yeah, was yeah. actually
3: some internet chatter that was like, oh, it was too bad that he wasn't there because yeah. it wasn't the full show. And I just
1: want you to know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. and sure. I, Mike and I have been talking for months and he's like, you know, I just, I can't focus on work. I, I really need to come back oh, so you. Mac and be yeah. on. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Just so it's fair for Appreciate everyone. That. Anyway, back to your should story. I, yeah, you should, should I leave then
2: to even it out? Yeah, go ahead. They...
0: They left Massachusetts. My parents, I felt like when I was a kid, I felt like they were very liberal in how they were sort of, you know, my mother always voted Democratic, whatever. My dad, an army guy who, you know, went with whoever was going to be the most army, pro army guy. So, uh, ah, lawful they left, neutral. Yeah. They Your father's left lawful to, neutral uh, means he's a soldier. They left to go to Florida. And then all of a sudden, they just shit like they went crazy. They Florida. went nuts.
3: Like to the point Florida. where I'm on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Florida. them Florida. I think yeah. all of us just need to say Florida, Florida, one. Florida. Florida. yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. They're, 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 we don't even have to describe what mm. we mean. No, no,
1: no. I think we did with Florida. saying
2: Florida, Florida. Florida. I, I often,
1: I often say Florida is America's smokehouse. That's where people don't die; they go and they just <laughs> age <laughs> and age and shrivel and shrivel into a people jerky, into a salty people jerky. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, oh, Florida,
1: Florida, yeah. Mm. I don't know what it is. I haven't visited them since two thousand six. So can I tell you that they'll be doing that? Can I tell you that it it there, there, there's it's something chemical that happens. Something chemical that happens as as people get older. Because I you know I find my father uh is I, I jokingly said to a friend of mine, like, my dad's pussy levels are going up because he's all like I mean, you know, he was he was just kind of independent when I was growing up, and now he's all about family and hugs and well, that's nice. And what, ha- which is very nice. But what happens as as men age? Um, my dad will be seventy this year. As men age, their estrogen levels go up and their testosterone levels drop, mm. and so it's, in- it's sort of interesting to to witness emotionally. What the effect of, of that is? where they just like that? You know, that's why grandparents are super huggy and super. You know, well, it's
2: also you know, uh, it, as you get older, you. can't I mean, it, defend except to yourself. races, to other races, yeah, exactly. But you can't defend yourself as well, so you got to rely on your you know friends and family a little bit more than you used to because you can't real like physically defend yourself anymore. That might yeah. Be you can't it, punch you know. your family in the face. So you get, get scared. Have to you're more scared of other of things. I think. You know, as you <laughs> get older.
1: <laughs> I would think uh, you'd be enough. less scared as far you get enough. older because you're like, hey, fuck it. At this point. I'm already past the finish line. This is all. I'm in the bonus round. Yeah. If you make it past eighty, you're in the fucking bonus round. It's funny yeah. how
3: you get older. It's like I mean, I'm not old, but I'm thirty three this month, and it's funny how you get older. and You go sixty not that old. You
1: yeah. Know, whereas yeah. It, you you used to be yeah. like sixty is so old. Yeah, but yeah. when you and were you, 17, and 33 was like I'll fucking kill myself oh, before I, I get to thirty three. No, I thought no
2: way I would live to see thirty three. Yeah. No way.
1: Yeah. And now here you
2: are. You're like, yeah, that's, that's so bad. Yeah. yeah. I think I think a lot of people do that. The older they get, the more they justify that it's not that old, just to make themselves feel a little. Oh better. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. I go to ninety. I'm
3: not that old. <laughs> he's a young ninety. <laughs> he's a young ninety.
2: He's he's an energetic ninety. I I appreciate the like old like 80-year-old guys that are just still kind of drinking and hanging out.
3: Well, I'll tell you, the Florida, the, some of those Florida tennis players who are 70, 80 years old could wipe me off the court. They can't <laughs> die down there. Can you? Have you seen some of those tennis players, yes. the old people playing tennis That's in Florida? That's all they do. It's all they you do. Know, they very
1: good. They, it's a curse. Yeah. They can't stop or they die. That's yeah. right. If they, yeah. It's a, if a if shark. The second like they stop, they, yeah. they, they, they will. Yeah. And I've often thought, oh, maybe when I'm 80, I'll start drinking again just be like at that point who yeah. fucking gives a shit yeah. well, that's know? why uh, Tom Lennon
0: quit smoking when he did so when he uh, is like 60 or 70 he'll just start up again like crazy <laughs>
1: That's what he said, and then it'll <laughs> just smart. be a steep decline into a quick, yeah. into a quick.
3: and used to do a joke about that too. Yeah. Just said when he when he gets old, he's just gonna party so hard.
1: Yeah. Hey, what's up, mother? That <laughs> joke where he's like, Yeah, yeah. Hey, pussies. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yep, I, I know that. had that joke too. She's like, she. Does, uh, I don't drink a lot now because I want to be able to keep on drinking for the rest of my life, so I don't do, I don't overdo it. Yeah. Just so I can continue to do it.
1: Oh,
3: Keitlinger. I love her. You know what's crazy crazy? Yesterday. I'm a little bit of a podcast whore. I interviewed Marin for his WTF podcast for his 200th episode. I interviewed him. You interviewed oh, him wow. for his show. Yeah. And and what I'm discovering is there's a lot of podcast um, uh, competitiveness. Really? Yeah. That- yeah it, well, in the sense of, you know, we were talking about... Uh, it, the in him he was upset that certain people didn't invite him onto their pod. Has he been on here? Yeah, yeah. he's been on here. Yeah. yeah. Have I'm you sure, been on there?
1: I went on his show when it first started, and then he just asked me to come on again. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'll, I'll, I'll go on again.
3: It's like the podcasts are like the Los Angeles equivalent of
1: stage time. I guess so, but I, but I sort of feel like I feel really like there's is. a I feel like there's a camaraderie. Like I I think there is. I've yeah. done all the other ones. You know that I wanted to do, and all those guys, you know, like a bunch of those guys have done mine, and it's kind of it's fun, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I don't. Maybe I, we're in the boom, like the late '80s stand-up comedy boom. There is a bubble. This this is a bubble. There, is, there bubble. is a bubble. But I just feel like, you know, everyone's, you know, all these people are rushing to make podcasts now, and then, you know, but after a little while, they do take they do take work, it's and so work. and so. I feel it's the same thing with when people complain about like, ah, oh, there's too many standups. I'm like. Write it out, because they're going because people who yeah. don't really care about it are gonna fall off when it starts to get hard. That's yeah. true. So if you can stick it out, you'll be ahead of like ninety eight percent of everyone else out there. Yeah. I remember.
3: Do you do you remember when we first met? Uh, was it you, in New
1: York? Yeah. Yeah, in two thousand one, maybe. Or so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luna Lounge. At Luna Lounge, yeah, yeah. When they, I yes, yes. That uh, was it. A Monday night show. Yeah. It's a fucking it awesome eating show. Eating It, eating it, it yes. Oh, it's what since a closed closed great down. show.
3: When we met at that, it was so funny because I remember... Because you were on television before that. Yes. You were on Singled Out. Mm-hmm. Is that what you were on? Yep. And it was so funny to see your stand-up in contrast to what your television presence was. You were, like, doing this really edgy, like, political stand-up. It was really interesting. And then your television show was, like, this, like, cr- like, crazy...
1: Like a frat party. Yeah, it was like a frat party. It was like... My, my television show was, like, a date rape. Yeah. <laughs> for the
2: senses. date rape for the senses.
3: Right? Yeah. And I remember just being so confused. <laughs> I, mean, I was so new to show business. I was like, but how can that be the same person i know, as that and, and person? And, and, that, and
1: that that was also the same place I met Marin for the first time. And right. he, he was so shitty to me because he well, he was shitty to everyone, but he hated he's hated the fact that he thought I was a TV person who was trying to do stand up and yeah. the reality was I had done stand up the other way around. Before television, it's just it was the thing I always wanted to do and I fucked around with it in college a little bit and then I got lazy with it because I started working on TV. And then after the show went off the air and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go back to stand up. I, I mean, I was, it still scared the crap out of me, but, um, you know, but, but I totally understand why I totally understood why, it was, cause I, you know, I would get that way sometimes you be like, Oh, that's cute. That TV guys trying stand up. Yeah. You know, but no, but you were great. Oh, and wow, it was thanks. just, com-
3: it was just confusing. <laughs> I was just like, how is that, that guy, that guy sounds- think he's
2: <laughs>
1: Florida?
3: <laughs> Florida is how I yeah. justified it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Somebody, that, show. dude. Florida. What if yeah, what if Florida were just the word you use to describe a paragraph of text that you don't understand? <laughs>
2: Florida. <laughs> yeah. Like like a It's all Florida to me, man. Yeah. Like a contract. Florida. Florida.
1: Where if you, don't, if you don't understand if you don't understand something in the margin in the red, you just draw the shape of Florida okay. next yeah. to it. But then everyone just
2: thinks you're drawing a dick on stuff. Yeah. Like,
1: no, no, no. Look Which at is the Fine too. Fine too. Yeah. Fine no, too. I think
2: I actually think it matches up perfectly.
1: Well, actually, the dick is what you draw when you think something's really awesome. You draw a boner. You're yeah. like, wait, is this Florida? or is boner? Is that an upside down Florida? <laughs> well, it's kind of a Florida boner. I don't get it, but I'm very yeah. excited it seems about
3: like it. A, it. Seems like a good drinking game. Florida or boner? <laughs> Florida <laughs> yeah. or
1: boner. Yeah. You can't say Florida or boner? Yeah. I, will, I might name this episode Florida or boner. Florida. Florida, yeah. uh,
2: Florida is the is is Texas with a beach
3: has anybody <laughs> ever said that
2: No I was actually trying I was I was thinking in my head about how it's it's ridiculous because it's like you know you think of Florida it's like oh there's so much beach yeah. it's mostly beach Yeah it's got you know a lot and but it is the furthest thing from it when you go there it is more south than the other fucking states I always states remind above it. people that Florida is south of Georgia and Alabama It
1: is well because people you know it's the south. same thing it's the same thing yeah, in California it is people have People have this misconception because they think of California as being L.A. or San Francisco, and they think of Florida as being Miami or maybe Orlando, when the truth of the matter is the majority of both of those states are rednecks. Yeah, Yeah. West Palm, Naples, Naples. the redneck Riviera,
0: Bakersfield. Well, I, uh, I moved to Florida for six days. Like and, then you went, and you went back moved yeah. we for six days you
3: went you went the distance you went for the full six days my stuff is <laughs> there stuff, I,
0: I bought a plane ticket you committed back. you Eight committed seconds, for six days you committed watched, for six six sevens of a week I remember going up to the ticket counter saying to the lady I'd like a ticket to Logan Airport in Boston and she's like okay round trip I was like no, <laughs> no.
3: wow
1: I like that so day yeah. one yeah, I don't know about this place day two Well, day three. I don't think this is gonna work out. Florida was so bad I moved back to where they filmed the fighter. What was so bad about Florida that you had to leave immediately? It was
0: much worse than I anticipated as far as Heat. Heat, not so much it wasn't so much the heat, it was just the idea of it's A, it's flat. That gets to you in a Mm -hmm. weird way for me. Yeah. It's just so flat. It's very flat. Everything's flat. Uh and then i just realized that my days like at the time i was still going to college and uh i'd gotten there and i realized it was the summer and i realized that my days would be nothing other than going to this Barnes and Nobles that was nearby you go to the Barnes and Nobles and uh drink, drinking coffee and uh it was just the miserable thing my parents were like you got maybe you get a job at Disney or
1: fucking, Do you, but sea you get World. yourself a Starbucks outside the Barnes go and to Nobles. Starbucks and no, get yourself uh, a Starbucks at the Barnes and Nobles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Disney
1: was your option. I'm laughing, by the way, I at the
3: inaccuracy here. of the impersonation. <laughs> 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 I'm not laughing at all.
1: <laughs> Maybe, you <laughs> Maybe you need a Starbucks. Maybe you need a Starbucks, <laughs> dude. You're going to Starbucks. You're gonna get a yeah. Starbucks over there,
3: nah, kid. You got to go to Dunkin'.
1: You got go oh, to there Duncan. You go to yeah.
3: Dunkin'. That's nice. Yeah. What town did you grow up in? Lowell. Oh, I grew up in Shrewsbury. Oh. Yeah. West outside of Westa. Outside Worcester. Well, that's
0: a I, uh but yeah, no, it was just a miserable, miserable place and I, it was it was horrible. It was a horrible thing. I don't recommend anybody move to
3: Florida. If are listening but, but to but some podcast people and you're really about some it. Some people really care for Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because on paper, on paper <laughs> like on LeBron paper, James. Florida looks great. On paper, you you got the beach. No income tax. You got no income tax.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: You got yeah, it's a tax shelter. It's uh Either, you yeah, know. they can
2: never take away your property, right? Is that another thing in Florida?
3: There's Pro- no eminent prob-
2: domain, probably. Yeah, prob. You know, for the sake of argument, Let's sure. That, sure. Yeah, yeah. They One can't take away Florida. your property. Hey, <laughs> <they
3: can't. laughs> it's like any any extreme of like liberal or conservative talk radio is just like, yeah, we'll say that shit. Sure. Yeah, we'll yeah, just yeah. make up some shit. I'm and here it to take your property. You can't you never do hear that. On those stages. <laughs> <laughs> but this
2: is this is right, right? And sure. And they can't take away your property. You know, <laughs> yeah. if,
3: if you shout it enough, it becomes true on the radio.
0: I'll give
2: you that.
3: Yeah,
0: but Florida has NASA, which is. Is great i love nasa yeah just in case they're listening i want to
1: take it away from cape, me
0: cape yeah, canaveral it, 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 it. cape canaveral i'm looking forward to that
1: uh you'll probably already have been there by the time we put well then i can't
0: well fucking florida sucks even cape canaveral shitty but
1: There's florida a... talk, <laughs> do you, do you, chris do you play florida i played fort lauderdale okay i played play the improv in fort lauderdale which is a very nice club but sure uh the vibe the vibe you know it's basically in a uh like a citywalk style yeah. th- You played of course it. they're played.
3: taking well citywalks are taking over america citywalks taking yeah. over america so yeah, it's, yeah. There's, it's there's one and there's 14 in every town it's on basically. A, public it, private it's, it's on an well, it's on an
1: indian it's on an indian gaming um uh, indian gaming land so there's a hard rock hotel everyone's in vegas mode and that's vegas mode and again the club is beautiful and the people that were very nice but vegas mode is very hard for me to digest mm mm-hmm. mhm and what do you so, mean by Vegas mode? Vegas mode, like it's it's. Oh, they're hard... turning over the room fast. No, 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 no. Everyone's in Vegas mode. Like hey, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm in Vegas. Uh, fuck everybody. Uh, I'm gonna take my dick out. Yeah, Florida. like the price piss of the in hotel this wall room. Smoking that yeah, room. Yeah, and... yeah the yeah. price
2: of the hotel room is your price of admission of just being a complete asshole. Um, and people coming back to their rooms at three o'clock, and they're
1: like, Oh my god, you saw that girl's tits! Like just yeah. as loud as you could possibly. Yeah. Just the most. Uh, Which
3: is really what your
1: show is all about. Yeah, it really is. I like to I like to hoot it up about the ladies and their uh, ju- jugs. I think Whoa. they're, called. <laughs> I know, and uh, and it's it, so it's you know the vibe of it. It was a little you you woop, you whoop people up. This is yeah, what I, I like hear about your I like your to whoop shows. people into a frothy frenzy. Yeah, welcome
2: to the whooping comedy style. You guys
3: ready to laugh? I can't hear you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Somebody <laughs> needs some tequila.
1: You know, he's <laughs> making a lot of references to things they know. And hurricanes are everyone. half
2: price when Hardwick's on stage. When, when and you go you and you go on the road quite a bit.
1: Yeah, most weekends. I, I see your schedule sometimes
3: on the internet. And uh, <laughs> how when what's the what's the breakup? In, at this point, when you tour, in terms of the people who are coming to see you and the people who are going to the comedy
1: club, now I'm doing like small theaters, and so it's, it's all, all you. It's nerds. All you, yes, yeah, every, yeah. everyone who's there comes on purpose, which that's is great. great. I mean, that, like that's the that is you
3: know if, for any comedians listening, that that I think is the best thing that you that can possibly happen. Yes, they, they that, want that to, them to me, be there. That to me, that to me is better than having fucking sitcom or movie career or anything Yeah, when you do stand-up and people come to see you on purpose unbelievable yeah it is it's
2: euphoric you know who goes against that Uh, Norm Macdonald says he hates doing theaters and he loves actually just the club atmosphere for comedy Yeah, he, uh, it's some interview, I think, for uh, CC Insider or something like that. But he was just talking about how you know, the he needs like, it's like if they make an effort to pay attention, he likes it better. He likes trying to be able to pull them in as opposed to everybody just sitting straight and looking right at him. Yeah, he likes people around tables, he likes people wrapping around the stage. I just love know?
1: the vibe of everyone. Every, it's like, you guys know why you're here, I know why you're yeah. here. We already yeah. have a shared bank of. Of, it's, of, a, of, it's like an old friend yeah we have a, a relationship already yeah. yeah i don't have to spend yeah. the first three minutes trying to tell you who i am yeah, so yeah. to justify the next you know 45 minutes yeah.
2: let's be friends now listen to this
1: yeah. yeah yeah so i i do appreciate i do i do appreciate that and you, as you're you know i was in new york uh i was i've actually been in New York like seven times since last year but uh but i was walking down uh seventh avenue i think and right around the west village at um, around seven p.m. I think I saw it was your theater. Is your, yeah, yeah, that's where it is. That, cause I, took pic, Street, I took a picture. I took a picture of uh, my seven girlfriend's Dad. boyfriend. Oh, thank you so much. Yes,
2: I was so I was so excited. You have, a, you have a theater to for that show. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, it's uh,
3: the Barrow Street Theater, and we have what Chris is talking about is out out front is a big you know sign it's a big poster of the show that's a cool show and it's it's, really cool i didn't know that that's awesome uh, thanks yeah Yeah. and it's we've been running for about four months and it closes uh i don't know when you'll post this but uh june 25th okay um and uh yesterday hey
2: (laughs) i'm sorry it closed no Uh, that's good though you planned you planned what a closing
3: night gala that was yeah no no we could yeah no we could keep going but uh but i'm 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 shooting a, a film Soon, so you're i are shooting the, the film Ira, version of the of sleepwalk, of sleepwalk with sleepwalk me. with, yeah, me. with yeah. Ira Glass, right? He's producing, yeah, and yeah, I'm great. directing and and, and starring in it. I yeah, love seeing right. your
1: name in the uh, in the um, This American Life app. Is it? It's, it says it talks about the other contributors, oh. and uh, and and your name is in there. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's really cool. I mean, like I, what's so interesting? Because the the one the, the the show route, how do you find when you're doing that? So when you do that show for four months. Do you do you approach it the same way as stand up where you're constantly tweaking it or do you do you like constantly you, do you set it and, and you're like that's it? Constantly tweaking it. You tweak. set it and forget it.
3: <laughs> I'm constantly tweaking. Um, but in previews, which is what they call it, the first three weeks or so, and uh, y- you know, it's constant changes. Yeah. You know? it's a, and and in January I went to Australia and Montreal and and, and San Francisco to the sketchfest. Yep. And and that was like constant changes, and now it's like you know little little tweaks, little tweaks.
2: But that is that just a uh, seven
3: seven shows a week? You know, that's it's a full theater week. I mean, that's you, you know. Se- I'm, go ahead, Jonah. Oh
2: no, I mean, do you do you find yourself changing it like a normal live comedy show? Or I just can't, kinda... I, I can't
3: because it's it's very specifically designed. So like, even if I improvise, it's within this construct that I have to understand that I can't give something away. Like, for example, like. You know, if uh, how do I describe this? I'm married now, but in the show, it's the whole show is about how I decided to get married. You Mm -hmm. know, and so you know, because you know, I make this joke in the show. Like for a long time, I decided like I'm not going to get married until I'm sure that nothing else good can happen in my life. You know, and I was determined to not get married. And the whole show is about how I was how how right I was about that. Like I didn't believe in the idea of marriage. And, And and the ending of it is. I get married, and so I don't wear like a wedding ring in the show and all that kind of stuff. Spoiler and, alert! Yeah, yeah, no, I know. No, but, it's fine. but 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 uh, but in the um, you know, so when I improvise, you know, if you're if you're in a comedy club or, or at a theater and and it's just free association, you maybe mention your wife, or maybe right. mention people who you're close with, or mention something you know that's off the top of your head, and you kind of can't do that within the construct of a show with a narrative as such. Yeah. It's kind it's, of a boring concept, but it's true. No, yeah, I get yeah, it. No, it's,
1: it's, it's easier. You can derail easier in a comedy club because you can just jump to whatever. I mean, yeah. like, it can, it's only as linear. I mean, like, you can make, you can make your set, whatever you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, this doesn't have to be the closer I can move this. And I can move this. It's very modular that and, way. And
3: also the way that I, that my director, Seth Barish and I build my shows, Sleepwalk with me and my girlfriend's boyfriend the same way, is that every single thing that I say in some way, contributes to the final line of the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. So if if you just say something, uh, you know, uh, uh, improvising, if it doesn't contribute to what the ending is, it's possibly watering down
1: the ending. And that's really interesting because the way, the way that I keep, you know, jokes fresh <laughs> that I've been telling for a while is that like 30 or 40% of what I do is just I talk to people in the audience because mm-hmm. it's fun. It's mm-hmm. loose. Like, but you're doing 7 shows a week, which is hard. I mean, like, you know, those week weeks at comedy clubs by by the second or third show on a Saturday night and your brain just feels like it's melting in your in your skull. Yeah. How do you how do you maintain the same level of enthusiasm when you when you're doing pretty much exactly the same show, you know, for 4 months straight?
3: A lot of it's like boring actory stuff, like going to exercise and classes and things like that, like, you know, the, the day of show and mm. doing things to, to to you know, d- relax before, you yeah. know, the show ultimately. And you know, a lot of times, two shows, you know, f- for a while there, it was Saturday, 4 and 8 p.m., Sunday, 4 and 8 p.m. And also, I get really, you'd have to see the show, but you, I get really riled up during the show. So it's, it's actually very physical. So it's like a big, big workout. It's,
1: yeah. And you just sort of shut off in between shows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to conserve your energy. Yeah. You got a lot of great food right there next to you on that uh, on Seventh Avenue, though.
3: Yeah, there's some good stuff there. Oh, you
1: got that. You got,
3: uh, got Bleecker Street Pizza. You got our. Not so our you got Sh- you got a two boots right near there. You got a two boots there. You got John's Pizza. Yep. You got a wow. sushi samba, which is pretty good. You got hummus place. There's
2: two boots in L.A. A- now you
1: got AOC. Yeah, Echo Park. Yeah, they they brought the two boots out. They to brought LA. two boots out. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, an, yeah, Echo it's Park. an Echo Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all—it's
3: not the same because it's
2: not the same water.
1: It's not—it's not, it's not
2: the New the, York yeah. water. Yeah. But they have that—the uh, cornmeal crust, which yeah. you know, and the same like the Mr. Pink and stuff like that. So, so last
3: time we did this, it was at the hotel. Yeah. I was at my hotel. Yep. Yeah. Which is somewhere I don't know where.
1: Eh. You were—you were at the, the w, w or something. W, yeah.
3: And it's then. Mine. And no. I Hollywood remember Hollywood. this is Hollywood. what I remember from it. I remember thinking, we should just continue. We should it, just go a couple hours.
1: I would have loved to have gone nice. a couple hours. Yeah. I always tend to keep it around. Well, tonight you and I both have to get on planes, yeah. but but I always keep it to around an hour because I just feel like um, I don't want to. Now that we're doing two episodes a week, I don't want to overwhelm people. You know, like I was talking about this last night with someone, where even stuff that you love, if you feel like, oh, my DVR is full of stuff that I love, now it feels like a chore. Now it feels like I have a responsibility to get through all this stuff that yeah. I'm following. Yeah, and so I, I don't. I don't. Uh, you don't want to put that on people. I don't want to put that on people, yeah. and I don't want them to look at. And I feel like if you Obviously if you welcome. look at a if you look at a podcast and you see the time says like. Two hours and twenty eight minutes. Then you're at like, for me, I would go. Oh, I know what show Ooh. that
2: is.
0: I used to be out. Now. I know, yeah. I know,
2: I know. I feel that way about it. Even uh, if my friend sends me a web video, and so you know, I press play, and then I see how long it is, and if it's over three minutes, I just usually oh yeah, just don't even bother. I don't
1: have the time
2: <laughs> yeah. to watch someone else's web video. Then
1: I sit and contemplate it for six minutes when I
3: could have yeah, just yeah. watched the video. But the, uh, this is the thing that I, I, and it was it, because I interviewed Marin last night. I was. I I couldn't, make it I all about couldn't talk about myself at all. You know, I just it, I I don't interview people usually, yeah. and so and so I actually do want to tell people who are listening to um, if they like me or if they're familiar with me at all, please, please, please get um, my new album "Sleepwalk with Me," mm-hmm. which just came out and is on iTunes. And I'll tell you why they should get it. Okay, this is the first time I've said this. There was a New York Times article a couple of weeks ago about. Uh, I think Pandora. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what Pandora. Is. I don't understand music what service. these things are. It's a,
1: it's a music streaming service that uh, that creates playlists around music that you like. And yeah, it, and yeah. now they have comedians so, on there.
3: So there was a thing where they they were launching a comedy channel or whatever, and their and their reference of the the comedy business, the record business, was that this week in Billboard comedy, <laughs> Mike Birbiglia's album was number one, hey. which is a nice thing to be. How many albums did he
1: sell? No. Guess. <laughs> oh, n- number one on Billboard. Number one on Billboard. Fourteen thousand. Is that is that, that's your guess? That's my guess. Um, five thousand. I would. I. Oh, that's what I was gonna say.
3: <laughs> you and me. No, no, you already guessed.
1: I did. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, Eight thousand.
3: I said. I said fourteen thousand. Oh. What was yours five? Twenty-seven hundred. It's 2700.
1: amazing. It's amazing. Number one. But number
2: one well, that's album. How, that's how that ba- the band ba- the Melvins twenty seven hundred. I and <laughs> it was
3: in the New York Times as an example yeah. of how the comedy business
1: <laughs> is dying. over. But it's not that the comedy business is over. It's, <laughs> or it's the a, comedy music.
3: The comedy record business. Yeah. Is over. It's
1: but but what happens? What happened is, and, and I'm so proud of this
3: album. Like it's like it's the album that I basically is the c- accumulation of like my entire life. Of wanting to make the perfect comedy album, and it's that and at this point like but, uh, you know it's been out for a month and now it's like 7,000 7, records or something like I'm that I'm sure but like yeah that's gonna, but that, still it's,
2: it's so few it's probably fifty times that the amount of people have uh have received it and listened to it and enjoyed it though. yeah and that's the that's the tricky part is that the people downloaded it and then they show it to their friends I mean and that's just kind of
1: we would I would look at um, uh our manager Alex and I, we would look at the for the last few years we would look at the billboard top ten charts for comedy albums. And it almost, for it almost put me off comedy a couple of years ago, just because there were like three that sold the shitload, like you know Dane Cook and the blue collar guys, mm-hmm. and then and then Hedberg. And so you would see like a million albums sold, and then another million albums sold, and then like numbers five is sixty thousand, like it's an ins- it was an insane gap. Yeah. And then comics that you love, like guys that you think oh everyone knows them, thirteen thousand, yeah, yeah. like it. Yeah, it, sure. it
2: People just don't, you know. Well, that's, that's, you know, something I was mentioning earlier was that, uh, you know, like the, the Melvins, who have been around for over 20 years. Yeah. You know, um, they, Love the Melvins. Yeah, they're great. And, but they've never been anywhere close to being on the Billboard charts. Uh, their last album got on the charts, and um, it's because they made it kind of a special edition, uh, you know, it was like, you know, on vinyl and stuff like that. Uh, and a lot of people bought it, not a lot, but a lot for them. And they finally got onto the Billboard charts, and they used it in an article as an example to talk about how bad the rest of the music industry is doing. The, that the, the, Melvins, the Melvins, are oh, Melvins on the, <laughs> the charts, board, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, the Melvins sucks. are fucking stoked because it's like it's still like you know, there's people still buying their records. But it's it's funny because it's like
3: I was someone at a party recently was was making fun of a band. I'm not going to say who the band was, but they were like, "Look at this, this popular band." in popular indie band. It was like, this guy was like so cheap. And I'm like, dude, you sold so many records. And I was just like, I don't know how many records they're selling. You know what I mean? It's like, let's say, let's say it's a super popular indie band. They sell half a million records. Mm -hmm. There's five people in the band. Let's put that five ways. Yeah. You, you put the upfront recording costs into that. They, you know, I don't know, two, $300,000. They probably, to make that album. And those guys, Aren't. It's a hit album, Num- probably a number one top or top ten album, yeah. and those guys probably make like thirty five thousand dollars. Maybe yeah. it's, it's all in the touring well, business.
1: The, the money is all in the touring. Yeah. It's all the and and, the, other, yeah. the other downside with comedy is that unlike an album of music, where you can go through and pick a couple tracks that you want, it's too like you don't. It's it's not like your it's not like a specific tr- bit I, on a track is going to play somewhere and people go I'm going to go buy that track. Yeah. Like you you buy an album as you buy a comedy album as a whole because yeah. you want to. Kind sort of listen to the arcs. You don't want to listen. The industry
0: is really like uh, Tommy Walter is one of my friends who uh, was like one of the founding members of the Eels, and he, he's abandoned pools is is pretty much him. And uh, then all of a sudden, I saw him with me working at the fruit store mm-hmm. uh, at the uh, tech port. Yeah, land. well,
2: I mean, when I worked at uh, uh, Benway Records in Venice Beach, uh, I worked so, with the bass player of uh, the Muffs. Was,
3: was was the is the fruit stand? Was that an example of him doing well or not doing well? I'm no, trying to I mean, understand he, the story
1: he better. Just, but the he been, fa- fixes computers at a. He I
2: don't, we, we, don't, he we doesn't don't, do it anymore. We he, don't
1: say what the store is because we don't want to get him in trouble. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is a fruit themed
2: oh, okay. computer <laughs> yeah. store okay. chain. I didn't understand no, He did so okay, well yes. that he started his own fruit stand. Uh, that was always yeah. his passion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and we
3: know no. you were saying the the lead singer from the. Oh, uh, no, not the lead
2: singer, the bass player of the Muffs. And the Muffs, like, you know, they never really popped off that big. They were in, like, what, a sprite commercial and then the fucking movie Fox. Father's Day, but they were you know they were on the radio here and there in the 90s. Uh, when you're talking about
1: a business where where a lot of especially the music business, where even when it was doing really well, there were bands that were still not making any money because the record labels were t- were expensing all, them for everything. All of Motown, yeah. And yeah. So so beyond so now a business that still expenses people for everything is not making enough money, and then people are really not. It's like it's like when they did the, the that uh, behind the TLC behind the music oh, from like ten years ago. Oh. Well, they were like, "Here's what you have to understand." Well, and the MC Hammer one too. Yeah, oh, like was, you know. So for every that's album that's sold, money. we get this, and then we like people think we're crazy millionaires, and it just doesn't it doesn't work that way. Well, that's why
2: you, you hear you always. Uh, that's what surprised me a lot when as I grew older is that it, like these bands, these indie bands are like huge, and they're, like you know they they come to LA and they sell out. You know, big theaters and stuff like that. But I was like, why don't they move to, like, bigger cities? They're all still living <laughs> in their small towns. It's because if they stay there, they can, like, live comfortably. That's right. And you don't just, People uh, never
1: think, like, you have these grand ideas about how you want to tour and the kind of show you want to put on. It's like, you know, like, when I bring Firma with me, sometimes they'll go, uh, yeah, we need, a, we need a screen. We want to do video. And they're like, all right, well, it's uh, $1,200 to rent the screen. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm sure people tell you this all the time. And they go, Mike... You should do a tour with like four other comics that you all love, and it's yeah. like, yeah. But then, you know, like you know, you go to this theater; it costs like five grand just to turn the lights on in the theater. Yeah. Just so we have yeah. to get to that point just to break even. Yep. Then we got to pay everyone, and it's just like no one, everyone
2: loses money for with, with, with the travel. Yeah, then it's merch. You got to do it in merch. You yeah, but make that money there, I guess merch never, yeah. My fans don't like merch. I don't
3: think. I? Funny, do you, t- you have, a, you have, a, you have a merch friendly? Do you know what I'm finding
2: is have
1: a is merch that friendly fan base. I do. Like I, I, I've just started bringing like these Nerdist shirts on the road oh, with nice. the, the podcast I, logo. Can and, I get one of those? And, yeah, sure you can. Can do that. And people, uh, people buy, buy them. I mean, oh. I always go out. I and mean, I don't care if people buy shirts from me or not, but I'll go mm. out and sign stuff and take pictures. And I, and I, I love it because. It wasn't that long ago when no one would come out and see me, so yeah. I'm super psyched. But well, we were that anyone talking about this the out. other
2: day about merch table. You got to have a merch table at your shows, and I think people would buy stuff. You know, you know, stickers and shirts, and you know, you can the hard and firm CD stuff like that.
1: Used Myra Kleenexes and, and whatnot from the show. All of my tears. broken iPhones.
2: All of your broken iPhones. The little jar of tears from Myra.
1: So when uh, when did uh, when did the uh, Sleepwalk with Me album come out?
2: Came out. Um, I think end of April. Yeah. And, and do you
1: sell it when you're on the when I haven't been on the road. Oh, you've been, I, been on the dude, road. I've you've been, been New doing York. girlfriend's boyfriend in
3: New York. And uh but I'm going I'm basically going on tour. We're touring my girlfriend's boyfriend starting in January. Uh I'm gonna be touring it for a year. Whoa. Jeez. Yeah, I'm touring it. Like the nonstop. Same Are you show? gonna get to yeah. do any other stand up? No, pretty much that.
1: I guess for not because you don't want to cannibalize your yeah, show.
3: Exactly. And then at the end of the the year I'm gonna Shoot it as a comedy special, record the album, and uh, move on to the next hour. Sell another 50 You've
1: always been, you, you have a very, uh, <laughs> yeah. you have a really great, you have a really great sort of business view of, of comedy, just in, just in terms of, you know, I put up this show, I do it for a while, it gets popular, then I take it around the country, then I shoot it as a special, and then I sort of out.: Yeah, you know,
3: that's new. I, that, this is the first time I've ever done it. Yeah, I know, but and we it, talked,
1: it, you're, the, you're the guy that wrote like it was a job, which is what you should, you know, if you can do that, you should do that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, but this was actually the first time where, like, I had a show, and my agent, Mike Berkowitz, who is... I know, know Mike. Like, yeah, Mike is the best.
1: Great guy. He's,
3: yeah, he's the best agent. Mike I
1: Berkowitz. mean, honestly,
3: if anyone... I, I don't even know if this is pertinent to anyone's life listening, but for my money, he is... Absolutely, the best at what he does. He's a booking agent. He mm-hmm. books
2: Louis C.K. and Craig Ferguson and Kevin Hart and Aziz Ansari and me and a bunch of people. So all of those listening have him be your booking agent. <laughs> Done. He's un- Mike Burke.
1: What's his email?
3: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. No, no, but he he actually was the person who was like, he was like, oh, you actually
1: you have to take out the show as mm-hmm.
3: is, and and uh, so that's what we're doing.
1: And I'm sure you noticed <clears throat> that when you when you started the second show. It was probably a bit easier than when you started the first show, right? I mean you have you have a huge following now. It's different.
3: Yeah. The lately and it's yeah, the this American Life people are really nice. Yeah. The 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 moth people are really nice. People who listen to this podcast from when I was on last time, I still get emails about that. Well
1: it's what's shocking to me is when I think, okay, when I go to New York, I'm gonna go I can go do two shows there, but then I can't go back there for six months or or, or nine months or a year. And you know, you've got people coming out to see your show when you've done it uh two hundred
2: times.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, like sleepwalk with me, we had uh, thirty five thousand people come see. The Jesus show. Wow.
2: <laughs> Christ. And how who do you take on the road with you? Like uh like a stage director, a guy in charge of lights? Um yeah, like I have a
3: yeah I have a few I have a tour manager and yeah. and my director Seth Barish comes sometimes. You're gonna nice.
2: get a
1: bus. You're gonna get a tour bus.
3: Probably do bus. Yeah, <laughs> I've done the bus. A, I've done a bus a bunch of times. Do You do a tour bus?
1: I've never done a tour bus and I've always wanted to do a tour bus because I don't go out a big chunk at once. I just go back and forth and back and forth. Hot Yeah,
3: it's kind of fun. Although man, those the the drivers are are a real they're real characters. They got stories. Oh man, do they have stories? You'll hear stories about about gun shooting, you know, about a lot of country country act. You're a docile
1: comedian, like, yeah. I just, they, you know.
3: Well, you know they they well we always rent a bus out of Nashville because that's that's one of the big hubs for tour buses because okay. it's Music City, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a lot of country singers who are on tour buses and they, a lot of rappers. And man, do they have some stories about <laughs> country singers and rappers. And the guys all say, I mean, these these, these, these bus drivers will tell you these stories about rappers and that they're not shy with the racism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the things that they will say, I'm just like, are you saying this right now? Are, are you, is Wait, this I mean, ironic racism or is this real and, and the homophobia also is just like, and we would have long. I mean, I, I'll, for the sake of anonymity, I'll call him Don uh, Donnie. We had a bus driver named Donnie. His real and,
1: name was Donald. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> nice.
3: Uh, and 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 Donnie would say, uh, you know, just the just the most offensive <laughs> things you could say about black people and gay people and so. And we would just have long talks with people like is that how you really feel about this? I mean, is that, you know, and he'd be like, yeah, right, 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 right. you know, and be like, all right. You know, like, there's not much you can, when someone's 65 years old. You're not going to change and his And are
1: racist and
2: homophobic. You're not going to, you're you not. also don't want to rile
1: up the guy who's making sure you don't die while you're sleeping you're in the back of the You're absolutely right. Yeah. You, so you
2: have to question everything he stands for while it's just a midnight drive, you know? You're yeah, like, well, true. like, well,
1: you and I will be having less talks. Yeah,
2: and
3: it's such a strange thing, you know. With with racism, you just go well because I always say this when people, whenever people go, uh, you know, you you say because of you know, let me phrase this right because I'm I'm trying about regarding Florida (laughs) regarding Obama, right? Um, a lot of times people who are on the right who are very anti Obama will go. Well, you're just saying that people who don't like him are racist, but how? You know, they're not racist, and and you go, okay. Well, some of them are, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right? Like, like, you know, like, and when whenever I say that, I always go, well, okay, and and they'll go, how do you know? And I go, okay. Well, imagine I go before he was elected president there were racist people in the country, right? Yeah. And I get them to agree to that. And I go, okay, so imagine you're one of those people. (laughs) And you're so racist that, like, you would be upset if there was a black guy who was your waiter at a restaurant. (laughs) And all of a sudden... The black guy, there's a black guy who's the president of the United States. Your commander, Do you know how in chief. mad you would that would make you? Yeah, you would go nuts, you would be marching
0: in the streets,
1: and they did. And they're called the Tea Party,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's 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 those philosophical, it's those philosophical, if P, if P equals Q, but Q doesn't eat like. All racists are Obama haters, but not all Obama haters are racists.
3: That's what Bill Maher always makes that point which, about Republicans. He goes, he goes. Uh, you watch, you watch Bill Maher. I, real, know, you, real time. Yeah. I liked your uh, your episode with him. Oh, here. He was, it was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, it was so that's much a fun. good one. People should listen to if they haven't already. But um, but he makes I'll that check point. That out. He, he goes, he, he goes. You know, all. <laughs> I'll check that they out. don't listen <laughs> to the show. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the video <laughs> <laughs> Um, he he always makes that point on his show. He goes, you know, it, he goes it. Not all Republicans are racist, but
1: all racists eh, <laughs> probably <laughs> Republicans. Well, I mean, just ideologically, you you wouldn't fall, you wouldn't fall liberally, really, yeah. if you if you're racist, because many of the platforms would not be
2: congruent with your core belief system. I want more government, but I don't want them to help the blacks. <laughs> yeah. You
1: yeah. just you just wouldn't. You just, left, there's there's not racist liberals. Though. Like I government. I am I am here. I say. Organic food, but not for black people. You're like, what are you, <laughs> are you talking about? I, don't wanna, I think I think we should uh, we should we should tax the rich, but not give it to black people. Like that's not really. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, that's
3: the thing that's really confusing to me is when. But it, it's interesting. Like, well, that's one of people's arguments. Is they'll go, they'll go. Well, Obama's just going to help black people. You know, that's like one of the arguments that that people make. <laughs> sometimes subtly sometimes not so yeah. subtly that he'll help quote unquote his own people but it's interesting because like that's that that's kind of an uh, for older people that's how people think people who are 70 or 80 year, years old that's how things always were they would yeah. they would vote for the irish guy if they were irish they would vote for right you know the you know the italian guy if they were italian yeah. and and that i think that's that's how they viewed the Obama presidency is, Oh, he's representing black people, which is funny because he's really not. Yeah, right. all the black leaders are so frustrated with him all the time.
2: Yeah, he's from Hawaii. He's just a dude from Hawaii. Yeah, he's some dude from Hawaii. Yeah, it's I like, just I, 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 that's where I grew up. But so who a, is he? Yeah, yeah. Who is
3: this man? <laughs> I can't imagine. Foot-a-hole. I
1: can't imagine. You know, the the idea of. You know, you go you go into the the presidency and you're like, I have all these ideas and it's sort of like when you're a kid and you go, you know, I'm going to be a teacher someday, but I'm going to be a cool teacher. I'm not going to yeah. be like these dickholes who yeah. uh stand up there. and then you get older and you start to realize like, well, there are policies that you can't change and then there are things and there are all these different there are all <laughs> these different mechanisms in place that are tugging in all these different directions and you can't make everyone happy and you still have to do A, B, and C and it doesn't really work the yeah. way you it's the, it doesn't work linearly or logically where you go. Whoa! I'm just going to change that one thing and everything will be great. And, and that's
3: that's the uh, that's why the Afghanistan thing, at least for me, is frustrating because you you thought that he'd come in and and he'd get out of these yeah. insane wars, and then he doubles down in Afghanistan, and you're just at, as a supporter of Obama. I'm just like, oh, wow. what happened? Yeah, what are you doing? So to me? frustrating. But then, but I have to say, and maybe this is this is really. Um, hypocritical but but you know how during the bush presidency you'd you'd ha- you'd see guys who would who would defend him and they wouldn't really have an intellectual argument they'd just go i i just like him yeah.
2: you know what i mean yeah. and and that's how I, and
3: honestly that's how I feel about Obama I just go he's smart mm-hmm. and he seems very reasonable and he's able to speak about the things that he's talking about without and they always joke that he's he's looking at a prompter. I've seen him in th- hundreds of interviews where he's he's not on a prompter, and the he, guy uh, clearly
1: can speak. Yeah, he yeah. knows
3: what he's talking about. The thing that was always frustrating for me about Bush is that you'd go. I don't think he knows the words he's saying. He right. Like, I don't know if he's familiar with the terms he's
2: speaking. And now it's it's just, This is a guy telling uh, him right before. He's like, these are the things. All right. All right. Got it. Got it. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But, you know, what's interesting is, you know, I wonder... But I've become that with Obama, which I'm a little embarrassed about, where I'm like, ah, you know, he's not perfect, but he seems like a smart guy. But there's
1: yeah. very... You know, there's a certain... He does, he has a certain statuesque presidential quality about him. And, and, and I think people... People are generally gonna vote for the guy that they think looks like a, you know, like when people are on the fence. Yep. And uh, and so like, because I was watching the Republicans, here comes Mitt Romney. Well, exactly, yeah. Mitt, Mitt Romney. It almost doesn't even matter what he says. It's he like looks like cartoon president. He looks like a cartoon president. And then you and you look at poor Palanti, and you're just like, oh, he doesn't really. You know, it's like it's like so war, Ralph Nader. Like Ralph like, Nader. You're like we're
3: not gonna we're not gonna vote for our uncle with a twitch. Is Yeah.
1: It, uh, was it Warren Harding there was like the the one president was just like literally one of the worst presidents we've ever had but he was tall and yeah, handsome yeah. and you know and people were like oh that guy looks like the president he looks like the archetypal president
2: well that was that was apparent uh during um the election between Nixon and Kennedy and uh people who watched the televised debates That's right. uh, were, very, very were, were very example. adamant about um about how they're like, oh, Kennedy clearly won. Mm-hmm. That handsome yep. guy won. Yep. But everyone that listened to it on radio, which a large portion of people still did at the time, were convinced that Nixon came out on top of those debates. You know what that says, guys? Our president's got to be fuckable. President, got to be fuckable. Gotta, yeah. Gotta, yeah, yeah. Gotta fuckable I totally yeah. fuck Mitt Romney. I want a hot person telling me <laughs> bad news as much as I can. That's, that's how I want to do <laughs> it. I
0: liked Romney when he was the governor of uh, Massachusetts. Like I, and, like he, uh, you know, he got he got universal health care in Massachusetts mm-hmm. put through. And, uh, you know, he was very tan, which I don't understand because I saw him in the winter.
1: <laughs> His skin, he's pur- he just constantly. Perfect. Perfect. Like, no, we,
0: we, uh, we buried a, uh, soldier, a Marine that died in Iraq at the funeral home and he came to the, to
1: the wake, you know? Really? Yeah. And he looked well, that's nice doing it. Listen, I don't, you know, for whatever, and, and I, I do to a degree, I do know, uh, I do have an understanding of, of, of. Some some of the things that the Mormons believe in and, and uh You've seen Book of Mormon, so you know <laughs> not <laughs> you know you know Book the Book of basics. Mormon. I wish I had seen oh, Book so of Mormon. Good. Dum, 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 but dum, um <laughs> But uh you know uh, d- date data girl who d- who uh who's has has m- comes from a Mormon background and um but is not uh, mm-hmm. herself. But uh the most pleasant people you could ever... I love going to, to Salt Lake City. Always people and, 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 and smiling ta- at you, and friendly. And they'll, ta- they'll have you in their home. When
3: I go to Salt Lake City, I will talk to the, uh, you know, I forget the theater's name. There's a theater there that's right near a college, and it's beautiful. 2000 C Theater. And whenever I'm there, I'm always, I'll talk to the the ushers, you know, the and, and for, for like an hour or two hours, I'll talk to them about, I'll be like, Oh, explain this part of Mormonism. <laughs> explain this part, and and I and I'm telling them I think this is crazy, right. but I love talking about it, and I really then like that, you. You know, and then some people and, are like, and they're very reasonable, and 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 they're lovely people. And yeah. so,
1: and some people, you know, like the people are like, yeah, but then you know, like they 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 have sex with underage girls, and they marry like five. Right. Like, well, yes, some some of them do that, right. but the every crazy, the crazy every, ones yes, who live in the forest. There are crazy yeah. sex yeah, exactly. everywhere. There right. are crazy people everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't have a label for all of them. Some of them are just—we just say they're fucked
3: up. That's just—that's just the forest edition of Mormons. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a small sect. Yeah, you're talking about the forest edition. Yeah, yeah. The oh, forest don't... edition of, of any of any religion is a little. Can nice. I go, can I go back to something you said earlier? Just sure. talking to the old guy, the the, 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 the bus driver. Yeah. You reminding me of a story. I was performing. <clears throat> uh, Furman and I were performing at Knox College in Illinois, uh, and we're in this small the small town, at a beautiful theater, and there's an usher there. He's an old guy. And it's almost like it's almost like you can't get mad at old guy racism when it's when it's not. He wasn't angry. He no, it's wasn't a gr- it's it wasn't like, benign. It's just yeah. how he was because we go. Uh, we we're just kind of talking to him because we were standing there and we we're just making conversations. So we're like, oh, so is, you know, is this city like mainly a, co- a, a college town? And he was like, oh, no. I mean, back in the old days, there were a little bit. But, uh, you know, a lot of them, uh, a lot of them left and we're like, what are you talking about? And he goes it's not a colored town anymore <laughs> like uh, <yeah. laughs> but it was he was just so like, Oh, you poor old guy, but is that, but is that racist racism or
3: vernacular?
1: you know i mean it was maybe... his it was his vernacular he didn't he didn't really seem uh, to have an opinion one way or another that, about it, nor, nor was his, yeah, yeah,
3: because I always feel bad for like people of my parents' age sometimes, like my mom will say, you know colored or negro or something I know like my that butt and, just, and,
1: my butthole just and, closes up so
3: tight but like, Please not don't, but don't she's not it. in no way racist in, in no way yeah. and so it always pains me when people call people out on language like i i i actually get really frustrated when people get mad about any language thing i mean i got mad at marin i don't know i i got mad at marin because he was like calling out Gallagher during that interview he did with Gallagher about <laughs> about something that you come on, Gallagher. he was he was saying it was homophobic. But actually, that was a it. Canadian. Actually, actually was kind of homophobic. <laughs> yeah. So I'm dialing. I'm actually dialing <laughs> the story back. It. <laughs> but but so it's a bad example. But I do get frustrated when when language becomes so becomes all important. I mean, I don't know. Like the Anthony Weiner thing, I think is kind of a crazy example of uh, it just, yeah, of. of a kind of a non-story. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about Very it. Very much but a like, non-story. I mean, yeah. it's a non-story and that ends in a resignation. I mean, well, that's a yeah.
2: really terrifying thing. The worst things that have happened.
1: The, yeah. it, it, it is, but, he, but here are two, two things I think are at play. I mean, like, he did it... If he had done it once or twice, I think people would have forgiven him, but he did it, a, like, hundreds of times. Oh, is that right? Like, oh, he yeah, had, I guess like, I didn't know that I guess there were, like, the 200, 200 texts with with this porn star. He
0: has a huge penis, though.
1: And then a bunch of... and uh. You know, but but what I think what I think part of it is is people. I feel like he's in a bad position. I feel like so many politicians probably they just all do it. I assume they all do it. I don't
2: know, man. Like sex stuff is just weird. That's like personal stuff between him and these girls. And like, but everyone gets but weird with sex stuff. You know, thing,
0: though, why not have another Twitter account besides your? Oh, official I know. Twitter? How are you supposed that, to that,
3: know that that is Representative Anthony Wiener? That was actually kind of sad. That that aspect of it. <laughs> like I, I have you have Tweet Deck. Yeah, your Twitter. Yeah. I can't, and I have the row for for me, you know, that I, whatever, the people I follow, and then the yep. middle, it's, like, my, t- people who mention me, yeah. my Atber Biggs account, and then on the right is, like, direct message, and I can't even imagine yes. putting in that column a picture <laughs> of my penis. I mean, I can't even
1: imagine
0: <laughs> it, it seems like, like a like joke. Basically, it in the same, like, with your face, with yeah. your
1: face in it, yeah. with yeah. your face in it. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess I guess it's just <laughs> this is so crazy imagining even doing that. I guess you just feel like I mean, at, 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 like once or twice, you might go. All ah, right. He was just fucking around. But but I think it is indicative of um uh, of a, a serious mental deficiency if you do it hundreds of times. And then you're like, well, maybe I don't want that guy making decisions on, on my behalf and being my representative. But I will say that I, I that we're we're at a time, I think now more than ever, where people are. Are are charged with anger, yeah, about about their right. shitty lives, about the economy, goat, for sure. And yeah. so and the, they, s- yeah. the second you see someone, where you can be like, ah, fuck that guy, yeah, yeah, you're gonna, that's gonna, the, all the anger that you feel is gonna come out. He got caught,
3: it, he got T-boned uh at the intersection of fuck that guy,
2: and I can't <laughs> believe this. <laughs> yep,
3: wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, it's just down the block from LeBron James. It's just- yeah. <laughs> yeah and but yeah no the sex stuff i i feel the same way that you do where it's like you know like with bill clinton and you know people get mad when i say this it's like i the way i feel about bill clinton is like okay he got blown under his desk but at least he was at his desk (laughs) you know it's like like above the desk he's getting work done he's balancing the budget He's working on peace in Northern Ireland. Below yeah. the desk,
1: he's relieving stress, and that's
2: not—that's not for us to see. That's why there's the you know. That's why it's covered on the other but side I of the almost, desk. But, We're not supposed to care. I, mean, I know. No. I know everyone. Right.
1: Everyone should be held accountable for their actions, but I almost wonder. I mean, I don't know what it's like to be in an, in a position of extreme power, and if you're in a, a position of extreme power, I don't know what happens to your brain or what kind of ways you need to relieve stress or how. Like all the weird, deviant things that everyone carries inside them starts to creep out. I just well, don't know. Well, let me tell you. I'm not saying it's okay, but I. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I, re- I really do. Think you will see it this, and then for
1: the next year, when my girlfriend's boyfriend, <laughs> my girlfriend's, girlfriend's boyfriend, boyfriend. you get a picture of Berbiglia's dog. Oh, yeah, wow. but like you know, like you or can't a clip pick clip pick. You I guys, swear like, to get, yeah. a clip pick vagina photo sharing service. I'm just saying <laughs> on Twitter, clip pick, okay, <laughs> on Twitter.
2: I really don't think it's like everyone does weird things when it comes to the. You know, like to like sex. It's like everyone kind of has like you know the the things that you do with a girl uh, in like on a you know daily basis or wherever it uh, shouldn't have anything to do with like how you walk down the street. They like the two shouldn't have anything to do with each other. That's but if you're married
1: and your wife is pregnant and you're 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 sending pictures of your dick to other people, and it's like uh-huh, and and you're doing it a lot. There, there's something. There's not right. There's something not right. But
3: Maybe then like. A- but then like what's okay? So, but but you have to put it in perspective. Also, it's like. It's like that happened, and that's a big news story for about a week, and right. then, and then there's the Supreme Court decision that allows you know private corporations to buy the government, and that's yeah. and that's <laughs> that on for by. a day. Yeah. yeah, that's on for a day, and no one even really understands let's, let's, it. Uh,
1: yeah, and Anthony Weiner's on for like what two weeks. It's yeah. all it's 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 hate it's hate driven, and it's it's news driven because the news media knows. They know. I mean, you know, people forget. News is a business. They they need to sell magazines. They need to sell papers. They need to w- get ratings, and so they're going to put the things on that they're going to that are going to charge people. Guys, and you can't you can't wrap your mind around like that. Corporation would have to send pictures of its dick yeah. to the government that, for people to care about it. Yeah. There's
0: a reason that Law and Order SVU is the only Law and Order left on. <laughs> Sex sells.
1: No. Oh, is the original Law and Order not on anymore? No, I canceled really?
0: a couple years ago. Are you serious? How did yeah. I miss that? Oh, you probably. Bun, bun.
3: Is SVU uh, sex-focused?
0: It's the Special Victims Unit, and as Wolf wanted sex to call it, he wanted unit. to call it the Sex Victims Unit, but NBC was like, well, maybe we can't call it that. We'll call it Special uh, Victims Unit. Yeah. It's the Sex Crimes Division of oh, Law and Order. And that's, and that's the only one that's still on.
3: Interesting. They don't have the different cities still? They, no. They got rid
2: of you that. sure it's Did not the other ones just LA ran for 15 bit, right? years? Chris Maloney's leaving. That's all I've heard.
3: Yeah, of
0: SVU. I didn't realize that. Guys, I'm sorry to break that to you.
2: Well, that's okay.
1: Mm. As long as there's still a bunch of... Uh, as long as uh, uh, Miami... Uh, CSI Miami. Thank you. Forgot the words. For yeah! CSI Miami. Hey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Meet the new bowels. <laughs> where, are you, where are you heading in the few, in the coming weeks? Um, actually I'm going to DC. I will have been to DC by the time this goes up. I'm going to the Arlington Draft House Uh, in DC, which is a great, great place. I've heard that's awesome. I'm doing that uh, Friday and Saturday night. And then I'm, and then I'm off until, I don't travel again until the, just for laughs, Montreal. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Wow. What
3: show are you doing there? Are you doing your own show?
1: I'm doing, we're going to do a podcast there and then I'm doing, um, I'm doing a gala show and then I'm doing a couple of like nerd themed shows and then I'll probably host, I don't know. Maybe they'll have me host New Faces or something.
3: Who's ho- who's hosting your gala? Do you know, I don't know. I did it last summer. Steve Martin host my. What? You got
1: Steve Ma- I did it last summer too, and I Holy got Cheech and cow. Chong. <laughs> Actually, they <laughs> that's had me. That's-, yeah, that's cool too. They had me on Lewis Blacks, and I was like, hey, "Oh man, my that's god!" Cool too. <laughs>
2: hey, you know, it's not Steve Martin. <laughs> they they, had, they had
1: me on. They had me on. This-, this broke my heart a little bit. They had me on Lewis Blacks, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's gonna be fucking awesome!" Yeah. But, like two days before, they're like, "Yeah, Lewis he doesn't really get the nerd thing." So we're gonna move you. I'm like, oh, and they move me to Cheech and Chong. Wait,
2: get he, the he, nerd he, thing.
1: He doesn't get the nerd. thing? They said he didn't get the nerd. I don't know the real story. The real nobody is mean, nerdist. I don't get. I don't know it. if Lewis Black. <laughs> I mean, of course, in my in my egocentric comic mind, I'm like, oh, he knows who I am and does not think I'm funny and does not want me on a show. The truth is, I'm sure he does not know who I am. And that's probably why he was like, "Oh, I don't know who that guy is," and yeah. that doesn't sound like sure. that's anything yeah. I want. it. So he just k- k- he kind of it sort of kicked me off the show, but not in a well, malicious way. Well, I, Hang in there, big thing. I C.
3: think you guys will have, be happy to know that Steve Martin requested me.
1: God damn it, that's <laughs> awesome! but Chi and Chong is I'm cool too. Totally totally Did you kidding. talk to him?
3: I talked to him, but I'm totally kidding. No, but you guys, uh, tell
1: me what do you talk to.
3: You talk to him. What do you say? What do you say to Steve Martin? I I spoke to him briefly. I mean, it actually is weird. It's weird when someone's as famous as Steve Martin because they're famous also in the room where people are famous. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, like, like I went to Neil Young last month in New York and, uh, at Lincoln center and it was amazing. And then I went backstage and it's like, Trey Anastasio's there, yeah. and, you know Jim Cramer from Mad Money. It's like the the Jim people. Cramer. I don't know, like the people, the people in the backstage, and then Neil Young comes in. And it's like, oh my god! But Steve Martin was a similar thing. Like, the, like he's so he's such an icon that it's it, it's I don't know how he exists well, because yeah. everybody is staring at him every second which is that funny is in the room which is ironic
1: because he probably hates that oh yeah because yes. he's very apparently very, i don't you know i i've tweeted him before to come on the show and and uh and then you tweet back he tweeted back but um uh it was sort of a it was a polite but sort of um, uh like a cock block for a podcast cock block Mm. but i but i mean he was like oh you know i'm not really the most amazing get of all the time right but then i thought about it i was like i don't know if i could i don't know if (laughs) i could have him on (laughs) i don't know if i could have him on
3: the greatest get of all the time
1: of all of the times you have lived in that would getting the best a getting Uh, but i i i I was i resolved the fact that if he ever came on (laughs) i would just talk about uh, bluegrass I would not. I would not talk to him good about comedy for you. because, it,
3: like, I at, was on. I was on a radio show with him, like a few months ago. Sound check on WNYC in mm-hmm. New York, and it was just me and him. And he played his stuff, and and I you did. Ham-bonged. I did like a set, and so I actually got to meet him at, like a second time, and that was good because the first time is like I said, it was just so many people, and then the second time it was just there was less people, mm-hmm. which was yeah. nice. And he was he was very friendly, and he said that he was going to come to my show. He didn't come, but his band came.
2: Oh, that's oh. awesome. Yeah,
3: that was really cool. I Which just, has
2: members of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, right? Yes. Yeah. I feel like Steel I would... Steel Canyon uh, Rangers? Is that their name? I think that's the name now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel great like... Great band. I would not Holy
3: want cow. to... Yeah. A it's, I would not, it's a great album. Yeah, yeah, yeah The out. pro. Yeah. Or wait, the one from... The, the, one, the one they just did with the Atheist song? Up. Uh, I can't...
1: I just like to... Sorry, Bixie. That's all right. His eyes Bixie's getting mad. Bixie's getting mad over here. No, uh... <laughs> I feel like I, I don't. There's nothing you can say to Steve Martin that he hasn't heard. Exactly. There's literally nothing there's you can nothing. say about his comedy. There's nothing about nothing. how you can tell the movies. I would rather talk to him about what he's passionate about, which would which because that that's you, what you, I want to hear bone about. Bone
3: up. You got to bone up on uh, art.
1: Well, but banjo. I um, talking about banjo art and, ban- and banjo. Yeah. yeah art, yeah. I wouldn't have shit to say about. But bluegrass, I would love to talk to him about. Yeah. I'm talking about. The truth is, he's probably never going to come on the show, so it's not. Well, bluegrass. you never know.
2: We'll get Albert Brooks.
1: Love to get Albert Brooks. We won't get Albert. That'd be Brooks. great. Did you tweet at him? Yeah. He's on Twitter. He wrote back. What'd he say? Uh nothing to the effect of I'm coming on your show, but he wrote I don't care. He wrote back to me and yeah. I was I was
3: Bill Maher was a great one. And then who who's like your who are your other dream guests who who you haven't gotten?
1: Um uh, Tom Hanks. Uh I think be would neat. be fucking phenomenal. I'd love to get Harold Ramos. I think Harold Ramos yeah. would be phenomenal. We've been talking about that since Bill Murray, we of course. Recording. If you're yeah.
3: if you're going that direction.
1: Uh, Bill Murray would be great. Uh, if you could catch him on a t- in a time where he would like open up, yeah. I don't know if I don't know what he's. I don't know. He might be another Steve Martin case where you're like, oh, so what do you? What was it like? And he's like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I like, want okay. Joe Flaherty. Joe Flaherty would yeah, be great. That'd be awesome. Um, you yeah. know
3: who's Joe Flaherty? Uh, SCTV. SCTV.
2: Oh, Count okay.
1: Floyd.
0: Yeah, Got the
2: glasses? Um, no, that's Eugene Levy. No, i I know Eugene do you. Levy is. Do you remember the Joe movie Flyerty. Happy Gilmore? No, no, no. Yeah, you remember the? It's like you'll never make it, you jackass. Oh yeah, Do you remember Back also, to the Freaks Future
0: Two? Yes, he was in Back yeah. to the Future Two.
3: Are you yeah. Marty McFly? Oh,
0: <laughs> I have a letter for this you. Most famous credit.
3: Right. Yes. Are you guys are, trying to? Are you guys trying to prove why the show should be called Nerdist? Right
1: now, is that <laughs> we what we're do doing? that constantly? Uh,
3: <laughs> the
0: show.
2: <laughs> should you don't like SCTV?
1: The show should be called Explicit Nerdist. I've got something for you.
3: The <laughs>
0: letter. Expl- I'd Expl- love to
1: get David Tennant on, who was who was the previous Doctor Who. Would be really would oh, be really great for me. Maybe he's promoted. Which Doctor right? Who?
3: Curly hair Doctor
1: Who? No, that's uh, no no. Uh, cur- well, that's you're thinking of Tom Baker. He was the fourth Doctor in the in the seventies. Did you guys watch Torchwood? Yeah, I've I've watched uh, Tor- Torchwood: Children of Earth. Uh, I've, I did not watch the pre- previous Torchwoods. Oh, you mean the one
3: that's airing this summer? No, the Miracle
2: Day. Miracle. Miracle- Day. Oh, Miracle Day. Yeah. 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 No, the previous Lar- one was Children Lauren of
3: Ambrose, Earth. who's in going to be in this film sleepwalk with tell me, me let's talk about you is, and your. Um, let's talk about your movie oh, she's, she's in torchwood this season tell me about the movie and how it's how the movie came about gray. and all that yeah. stuff um well it's um oh god it's so complicated uh it was a bunch of years ago and and uh the show was running in new york and i and i was writing another movie script it was called waking up ben actually and it was um it was about a guy who had a hard time waking up in the morning, and he was very much coddled in his universe. And Ben Kingsley, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and anyway, so long story short, I I I sold this idea to this company that was producing the play, and they said, "Yeah, well, yeah, we'd like to do that." And then, like in the middle of the process, um, I it it a bunch of people. Said to me, they're like, you know, you should do just a feature film adaptation of Sleepwalk with me because the characters are there and the the dramatic arc is there and all this stuff. I was like, and the, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, that's true. Like, it's it's really, it's it, yeah, it's and and the dreams are so vivid and strange and it, it does make for a good cinematic thing. And so and so I started working on it and then with that company and then eventually I left that company. Uh, because it, it just didn't seem like they were going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really cool people, and they had really interesting thoughts. It just didn't seem like it was going to happen, and and that's the thing that in, in in my career, I've I've had to walk away from a lot of stuff like that, where be, because with stand up, you can just stand on stage and you can perform things that you've written, and you suffer the wrath or enjoy the pleasure of the audience mm-hmm. responding to that material immediately yeah. and and with television and film there's a, a, a there's a filter between you and your audience and that filter is a studio or a network or or producers and and that's very it's all in my career it's always been very hard for me to deal with that filter I'll be honest with you it's it's uh I don't like the idea that anybody is saying no, 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 this isn't done, because I go no, 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 it's it's done. Especially you know, when
1: also, you are the you're essentially I, I'm, this, the, I'm the writer, the star, the director. You're the kind and, of the product, and you're like right, no, I know how and, this is supposed to yeah. go, right?
3: And I and I've done these one person shows, and they're reviewed well, and they sell. No, a lot, no, 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 no. Your show, uh, your show needs them. a
1: donkey. People love donkeys, right? And
3: and so I just don't. And but but then I understand where they're coming from too, because they have to front five million dollars or seven million dollars or whatever the budget is or even a million dollars you should find that out since you're directing the movie <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying, I, well, now it's now it. now i'm making the micro budget version of it yeah. um which is i'm kind of i'm kind of cobbling together financing from a bunch of different places and these days I mean, it looks like we're going to shoot uh you know on the red camera the, these days it's like you can shoot on the red camera and make a beautiful beautiful Those film. cameras are for, gorgeous. for for next to nothing that that looks so close to film, yeah, and 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 certainly for what you're gaining in creative freedom, I think that the cost analysis is completely worth it, yeah. And so now we're making and Iridglass is producing it. That's as great, an independent producer, and I'm directing it, and co-directing it with Seth Barish, who directs my shows, and um, and Lauren, unless something barring some kind of crazy thing that happened, is is starring in it with me, and um, and uh, and we're shooting it this. This summer, you know, knock on wood, but um, and very, very soon, it's kind of consuming, all consuming, in my life right now. You've been making shot lists and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we've been, I've been, I've been shooting some little demos and things, and some little filmed rehearsals. That's awesome. You have a DP? Uh, Yeah. 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 I mean, it's kind of Uh, fun.
1: It's kind of fun to watch. It's fun to watch your career and watch you, you know, branch out and start experimenting in different spaces. Where I was like, oh, he's doing stand up, but now he's doing a one man show. He's got a book. Yeah, well, now he's doing a movie. You know, like it's kind of it's kind of fun to to watch that sort of creative uh, bulb. Uh, well,
3: I, I in, in film is the thing that I've you know I've wanted to make feature films since I was you know probably fifteen or sixteen years old, and and I and I in the last few weeks shooting the demo of of the feature, I experienced this thing that I haven't experienced since I was nineteen years old. And I walked on stage and did stand up for the first time, which is, I'm shooting this thing and I'm going, oh my god, this is what I'm this this is what I'm supposed to do. I can't believe I didn't do this sooner. Mm-hmm. That, that's how I felt when I did stand up for the first time, and, and I felt it a few weeks ago when I shot this this demo of the feature, and uh, and it's it's exciting. I mean, maybe it'll be a complete failure, but it does feel like I'm. I'm I'm breaking into something that that I'm going to be doing for a long time.
1: That's really right. fantastic. Well, uh, I, I I hate to I now again we have to cut up the interview because I have to get to the airport and you have to too. get to the airport. Same deal. But uh, I honestly could talk to you for like three more hours. I know I love hanging so out. I think yeah, I you so know let's, we should let's, do
3: this a few times. A year. I'm telling
1: you, you you can totally be a recurring guest on the show yeah. whenever you're in town or I'm in New York. You know, we'll we'll, we'll get you back on and just right. and just talk.
3: I think the starting point should just always be Florida.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah,
3: yeah, it's yeah, and then we should just go from there. from there. Yeah, we should just discuss
2: our feelings about Florida at that moment. At just and then see moment. where just takes us Do you us? think it'll be that much different from any other point in time? Eh, it's just
3: about our own, per all of our personal feelings
1: and about how Florida we're feeling about at, it at, at that, that time. Point, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Florida. So
2: one of us is gonna be like, I don't know, starting to kind of feel okay about Florida. Whoa. See? And then we'll take yeah. us to him. Yeah.
1: That's a Florida moment. Uh, I tune in next time when is on in and... Florida. In
3: two weeks. Hey, yeah. hey. Don't save the don't don't ruin the next episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what will Matt say?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did live in Florida for a little while. My mother's from Miami. My dad lives in central Florida. So I have spent I've spent quite a lot of time in Florida. Yeah, humidity is just too much for too my much. No, too much, much for my, my body. Uh, well, well, thanks a lot, you guys. Thank you very thank much. Oh, and people should buy your album "Sleepwalk" with on me on iTunes. On yeah. iTunes, get up there. Let's not make Mike Berbiglia an example. Let's not make his success an example of how bad things are going. <laughs> Let's have. Boy, the media. The media Print can make anything negative. They make anything negative.
2: I get it. Come on, Mike Berbiglia, the Melvins of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad, though.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, so was close. your
1: drummer
0: almost in Nirvana too?
1: Here's <laughs> one enjoy, enjoy your burrito
2: everybody try enjoy. Enjoy your burrito that guy doesn't play with him anymore he's a guy from big business now
1: good one Jota, that's a really good one
2: <laughs> are we still recording?
1: maybe
0: now leaving nerdist.com enjoy your burrito <laughs>
1: This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Carbonite Online Backup. Easy, automatic, unlimited backup for your computer files. Try it free for 15 days at Carbonite.com. Use the offer code NERDIST.
0: This episode is brought to you in part by Purina. Purina is dedicated to creating richer lives for pets and the people who love them Your pet gives you the joy of the spring sunshine all year round. So today and every day, care for your pet with Purina. Your pet is Purina's passion. To learn more, head to Amazon.com backslash Purina.